All right. Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Pastor Paul here. Friday, oh, I didn't even realize this, Friday the 13th, which in light of Romans 9 and the providence of God, it means nothing, right? Sorry, I couldn't be with you yesterday at a doctor's appointment, couldn't be two places in once, didn't have time to pre-record it or anything like that, but rest assured we are live here this morning, wrapping up this week. This is called Romans Rewind, of course. This is where we are running concurrently with the sermon series on Sunday mornings. We've been preaching through the book of Romans. We use these times, Monday through Friday, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes to, to jump into themes, verses, ideas, uh, pieces of theology that we don't have time to examine in that level of depth or time on a Sunday morning. And it's a good thing we're doing this this season because Romans 9 is heavy. Romans 9 is deep. Romans 9 is wide. Um, Romans 9 is the Everest of Christian theology. It, it gives us probably, it's the chapter in the Bible that probably gives us the clearest vision into the heart and the purposes of God. And we are, this coming Sunday, going to be... Um, coming to the end of Paul's initial argument here about why the word of God has not failed. So again, context, Paul is writing to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that there are no Jews or very few Jews in the church, um, in the New Testament church. This despite the fact um, that Jew, Jesus was a Jew, Paul was a Jew, the apostles were a Jew, et cetera, et cetera. And this would have raised the question on the part of people's minds, um, has the word of God failed? And Paul is arguing in Romans 9, no, the word of God has not failed. And in arguing he's, his case, he is laying out potential objections that people might have um, to what he's saying. And so Paul's talking all about the sovereign purposes of God, unconditional election, God doing exactly what he intended to do. He's having mercy on whom he has mercy. He's hardening whom he has heart, whom he's hardening. And, um, and we have also taken this opportunity just to examine this issue of God's sovereignty, providence, election, um, predestination from just a variety of angles and perspectives. And as we're getting to the close of Paul's argument here in Romans 9, I want to forecast uh, something we're going to discuss on Sunday. But I want to kind of plant the seeds in your mind right now um, because I know that um, for, for many of you, this, um, this elicits a variety of responses. Um, this might run totally counter to the grain of, of what you were taught and raised in and denominationally and otherwise. And, and remember, again, it's not true because I say it. Um, the scriptures are always our ultimate authority. But for some time, sometimes, though, these conversations can breed a degree of speculation, can breed a degree of hyper um, introspection. Um, they can be uh, an obsessive point of desiring to know um, things that, from a finite human perspective, are just impossible to know this side of life. And what Paul is going to do um, here in this last little section of Romans 9 is remind us of the posture 
that he calls us to take as we're engaging uh, the study of God's word, okay? And I don't want to get into the argument itself. I just want to get into um, Paul's um, warning to us or Paul's exhortation to us. And, um, and this will set us up really well, I think, for Sunday. So Paul says in Romans 9, 19, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who, who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Well, what is molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? So what Paul seems to want to first address here is the spirit in which we all come to the word of God and to God himself asking for answers, asking for clarity, asking for um, God's leading through his spirit to help us understand what his word faithfully teaches. And this is not what Paul is speaking against here, right? Paul is not speaking against the, the asking of questions, okay? We see this constantly in the Psalms, how long, O Lord, how long, when the prophets. Um, we, um, we see the prophets looking, gazing into these things, Peter says, knowing, trying to understand the time and the place that the, the spirit of Christ in them was, was, was pointing to. Um, it's, it's very healthy to come in a posture of asking God for help and clarity and understanding. Paul is not speaking against that per se. You can tell by the way he answers this hypothetical objection, the way, what he's really speaking to. He's really speaking to um, a sort of, again, posture we might be tempted to adopt as we are coming to interrogate God. Um, we are, um, Paul is really addressing the sort of spirit that we are to carry into these, into these inquiries of God and his word and his ways. Um, and you can tell the way that he frames this question, why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? Um, there, there's a bit of sass in that question, right? It's actually the, the, the question itself, um, can he still find fault? Um, how does God still find fault? Um, if he's created us this way, how does he, you know, we're not going to get into that part of it. It's a legitimate question, but the spirit in which it's, it's raised indicates a degree of suspicion. It indicates a degree of not just questioning, but almost accusation of gotcha of, well, if that's the case, God, then how do you do this? Or why do you do that? It's anything but a spirit or posture of humility. It's, it's one of, of defiance, um, almost a shaken fist, a, a demand that God give answers to our questions and our time in the way we want him to. And Paul's very clear here in saying, who are you, O man, to answer or to talk back to God. And so I, I think as we're entering this last little phase of Paul's argument in Romans 9, it's a reminder to the sort of posture God calls us to have. And it's one of humility. It's one of submission. It's one of yielding. It's one of, of hands uh, raised outward 
open wanting to receive from God versus hands raised outward and closed fist shaking back at God, us giving it to him versus proverbially God giving it to us, God speaking to us. And again, so important because a lot of times people who are the most fervent um, in their beliefs about God's sovereignty um, and so um, affirmed in their convictions about this tend sometimes tend to be some of the most moralistic, um, abrasive, harsh, argumentative people um, out there doing theology. And I would say that if that's the net result of understanding and reading Romans 9, they have not understood it correctly, right? They, that this is not fodder to win an argument or debate. This is knowledge to give us comfort and assurance in the absolute sovereignty of God. And so just an encouragement for us as we are digging into God's word here in Romans 9, as we're coming to him, let us do so in a posture of submission. Let us do so in a posture of not fist raised high, shaken at God, or telling God we cannot abide, will not abide with this teaching, but rather in a place of saying, God, while I may not understand all this, and while it may be very difficult on one level for me to accept, Lord, here I am, please send me. Here I am as your servant. May it be, right, as you have spoken. All right, it's a good, it's a good word for us, I think, um, as we're studying God's word in any capacity, but particularly this passage. All right, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, we'll see you Sunday, um, and if not in person Sunday, see you first thing here Monday morning. Let me pray. Father, um, at the end of the day, we just have to bow our head to you. We just have to say, God, these things are higher than me. And even though from a finite perspective, I have difficulty receiving them, Lord, I receive them as good because they come from you. So Lord, that's our prayer this morning. Um, Lord, we pray that um, you would turn our hearts and our eyes to you this weekend and today and pray that you would go before us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. And see you back here Monday.